We're going to be learning Lekutei Sichas Chelek Yotas, the first Sicha on Parshas Devarim. Chumash Devarim opens up with Moshe Rabbeinu's farewell address to the Jewish people. And the first few psukim is actually going to start off with his rebuke uh, of, of the Jewish people. And the first Pasuk starts off with all the different places where the Jewish people sinned in the, over the 40 years in the desert. And the second Pasuk is the Pasuk we're going to be focusing on with this Sicha. So let's start it inside. Sif Aleph. Al Pasuk Echad Asa Yoy Mechayiv Derech Har Seir Ad Kadesh Barnea. The Pasuk says it was an 11-day journey from Chayrev, that's another name for Har Sinai, until they reached Kadesh Barnea. It's an 11-day journey from Chayrev to Kadesh Barnea when using the pathway of Har Seir. So they had to take the Har Seir route from Chayrev to Kadesh Barnea, and that would take 11 days. Kadesh Barnea was where they sent the Miraglim, and eventually they were supposed to go into Eretz Yisrael. And of course they sinned, and we know the rest of the story, that they had to stay for 40 years. So Bapashtus, before we even read what the Chazal say and what Rashi says in the Spasik, reading just the Chumash inside, it seems like Maishu Rabbeinu is giving them a rebuke. He's telling them that because of the sins that you've done, that instead of just taking 11 days to get into Eretz Yisrael, instead we have to wait 40 years. So Amr Chazal, Behuvah Devarim, Bepirish Rashi, Latayra, Shepnei Yisrael, Osu Sederich Mecher, Ad Kadosh Barnea, Mahalich Yud Aleph Yom, Bishleish Yomim. So the Chazal tell us, and Rashi brings this down, that the Bnei Yisrael did this journey instead in three days. It's supposed to be an 11-day journey, but instead they did it in three days, meaning is, it was a miracle. By adding this detail, Moshe Rabbeinu was giving another a point in his rebuke. As Rashi explains, that Amal HaMoshe, Ru'u Mam Garamtem, Moshe tells them, see, there is no, see what you guys caused. The shortest way from Chayrev to Kadosh is going through Har Seir. And that is an 11-day journey. And nonetheless, Hashem made a miracle, and you were able to go and do this journey in three days. Yamim Rashi tells us how he knows that it only took them three days, so he proves it to you. So, this is how much the Shechina was pushing you uh, to go into Eretz Yisrael right away. And because you sinned, therefore you had to circle around Harseir for 40 years. So basically, Rashi's adding another point, meaning is in addition to the essential issue that because of their sins, they had to stay in the desert for 40 years, Rashi's bringing out a second point is that Hashem was trying to make this happen quickly, be a three-day journey. Hashem really wanted you guys to be able to go into Eretz Yisrael right away. But because you sinned, instead of it just taking three days, it unfortunately took 40 years. So, Malash and Rashi, Mashma, Sheikra Hadgasha B'Dichacha Zuhi, from the expression of Rashi, it implies that the main stress of the rebuke is not so much point one, meaning is that because you sinned, therefore the B'nai Yisrael had to stay in the desert for 40 years instead of going into Eretz Yisrael right away. That's the the Pasuk, right? It's supposed to be an 11-day journey. Instead, it's taking you 40 years. So from what Rashi is saying, it's implying that the main thing is not 
that it was supposed to be 11 days and, and, and instead of, it wasn't the issue that it was a four, it was 40 years. But rather, the main issue was that because you sinned, you caused uh, the opposite of what Hashem wanted. Hashem wanted to push you, to hurry you into Eretz Yisrael with a mehirus shalomaylamater, with a supernatural quickness. Meaning is, the main point that Rashi is stressing over here is that Hashem wanted to get you guys into Eretz Yisrael very quickly. And because you messed up, therefore it took 11 days, it took 40 years. So according to what Rashi is explaining the main issue of the Pasuk to be is, that the 11-day journey is really just an introduction to the main part of the rebuke, which was Hashem had a plan, and you messed up Hashem's plan. Maybe, maybe to give a small muscle of what Rashi's trying to say uh, to make it clearer. Uh, imagine this scenario. A family, a parents are trying to go on a family vacation, and they say if we work all together, we work well, we'll be able to leave within the next 10 minutes. And instead... The children start fighting with each other and they start complaining they don't want to go and it's so much work and why do they have to go and it's so boring, etc., etc. So because they do that, the parents say, you know what, we're, we're pushing it off for this year. You guys are going to have it next year. It's canceled for this year. You're going to have to wait an entire year. So when they afterwards, they come and speak to the children about not being able to have the vacation that year. What is the main issue over here? Is the main issue is that the parents were rushing and saying, look, everybody, if we work together, we'd be able to get, get, get on this vacation within the next 10 minutes. Or is the main issue is that because they were fighting and complaining, they didn't get to go at all until the following year. So those are really the two issues. Is the main issue, the, they're being punished and not being able to go at all because of their complaining and fighting. Or is the main issue is that the parents had a kavana that they should go as quickly as possible. And they're pushing and they're working hard to be able to leave within the next 10 minutes. And instead of being able to leave in the next 10 minutes, you guys make it so hard that the whole thing is canceled. So, so really, it could be either. Both of them are issues. But if you look at the, putting it back into our scenario, if you're looking at the Pasuk, the Pasuk only mentions about the 11-day journey, that it's supposed to be 11-day journey. So the implication is that the main issue is it was supposed to be you know, a regular journey, but because you guys messed up, it became 40 years. The Pasuk doesn't stress this idea that, was, that, we were, that Hashem was rushing and pushing you and he made an 11-day journey in three. If the Pasuk would have said it's an 11-day journey and it only took three days, then it's very clear that the main rebuke would be is, look how hard Hashem is working. Hashem's trying to make it a three-day journey and instead you guys messed it up and we had to wait four years. But the Pasuk doesn't mention anything about three days. That's only what Rashi mentions. The Pasuk itself only mentions 11 days. So the implication is the Pasuk's mostly trying to stress is that because you guys were doing the wrong thing, we had to cancel it for 40 years. But so, so as the Rebbe writes, according to the way Rashi is explaining it, the 11-day journey is really just an introduction to the main rebuke, that it's supposed to be an 11-day journey. And Hashem really wanted it to happen very quickly, so he's working hard, and he pushed, it, and pushed us and, and made it into a three-day journey. And still you guys messed up and pushed the whole thing off. Meaning is, you're going against what Hashem wants. And that's how Rashi's learning it. So let's read the Rebbe's question. It's not clear. This itself, that the Bnei Yisrael were able to make 
the journey from Chayriv until Kaddish Baneir in three days, as we Rashi proves, so we know for sure it was a three-day journey. So when the Pasuk tells us it's an 11-day journey, it doesn't mean that it actually took them 11 days, because we know it only took them three days. So why is the Pasuk telling us 11 days if it was really a three-day journey? So that's Machrichanu Leimar Shemeshurbenu Kolal Af Inyanzash Atmalachtam Isim Shayshayam Bechaychan. So it's very clear that for sure Meshurbenu was also including this point in the rebuke. Meaning is, in addition to the main apostasy, the main issue that you guys sinned, and therefore we couldn't go into Eretz Yisrael for forty years. Another point was like, look how hard Hashem was working in order to make it happen, and then you guys mess it up. Neima Aleinu Leimar Shazel Mi Iker Hataychacha. But what, what, what's the reasoning that Rashi has to say that this is the main teichacha? The main teichacha is that Hashem was pushing us to go as quickly as possible and then we messed it up. Uh, in, in a sense that it's not so much that it took us 40 years, it's more the main issue is Hashem's working hard to make it go quickly and then you guys you know, push it off so many years. But the main thing went to the Mefurish, that which is clear in the Pasuk, that's only Hagdama. What, what's pushing Rashi to say such a thing? That that which is clear in the Pasuk, that it was an 11-day journey, and instead it took 40 years, is only an introduction to the main issue, which was uh, the three-day, the miracle of the three days. From this itself, that that's how Rashi is learning the Pasuk, implies that it's not Shaykh a middle road, meaning of, of being 11 days. It's either very quick, three days, or it's going to take a very long time of 40 years. Either it could have been a very quick, Hashem pushes you to go quickly into Eretz Yisrael, or it would be the exact opposite because of the sins and an unnatural uh, journey of 40 years. And therefore, this is why Moshe is putting these two ideas together. That if it's not in a miraculous way of three days, then automatically it was going to be uh, the opposite. Um, so there's two ways of understanding what the Rebbe is saying over here. Uh, at least how I understand it. One way is just saying, we don't really know why we have to put these two things together, but from this itself that we see that Rashi does, we understand this is how Rashi's learning it. That there wasn't a possibility of having, there's no issue of, it should have been 11 days, and because you guys sinned, it took 40 years. It's a, it should have been three days, that was one option you had, and because you sinned and didn't want to do it the quick way that Hashem wanted it, then it had to be the very slow way of 40 years. So there's no, there's no two toichachas. That one, instead of it, you got punished that it took 40 years, and B, Hashem was trying to make it quick, and because of your sins, you, in a sense, destroyed his desire. Rather, it was one idea, either very quick, like Hashem wanted, or very slow. So that's one way of learning it, that, we, that this itself and this is how Rashi learns it, this is what kind of tells us. Or it could be that this is how, the Rebbe is trying to say, this is how Rashi learns the Pasuk. Meaning it's from this that the Pasuk says it's an 11-day journey, but we know that it only took them three days. So why is the Pasuk saying it's an 11-day journey if we know they only did it in three days? Elamai, what the Pasuk's trying to tell us is that it had to be done in a miraculous way. It's an 11-day journey, but as we see what they did, they did it in three days, meaning it's, that's the only way they can do it. They can either do it supernatural and do it in the three days, or as, what, as it happened, 
It took 40 years for them to do because they sent. It's according to this uh, idea that the, the journey of the Jewish people could only be in one of two ways, either very quickly in three days or very slow in 40 years, we're able to explain the Taisvis, uh, which explains a Gemara. The Gemara in Menachas Daf Samachay, it says, Mitzinu v'kuach ben Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakle betusa ech ben Egei lishitaslan shetzersi la'ilam achar Shabbos there is a argument, the famous, the famous argument that about when you're supposed to start counting the Sphere Sa'imer. And of course, based on the count of Sphere Sa'imer, that's when the holiday of Shuas will be, because Shuas is always the 50th day. So the Baitusim held that since the Pasik says, Shabbos, that you're going to count from the day after Shabbos, they said Shabbos means Shabbos Beratius, meaning is the regular Shabbos, the, weekday, the, the weekly Shabbos. So Svir always would begin on Moitzai Shabbos, and therefore Shavuos will always end up on a Sunday. So the Tainus, uh, and of course we know the Chamim hold that it means after the first day of Pesach. Machas Shabbos, Shabbos means a day of rest over here, it doesn't mean the weekly Shabbos. It means on the day after the day of rest of the first day of Pesach, which could fall out on any day of the week. And wherever that is, the next day would be the first day of Sphere, and therefore Shavuos can really fall, could be on any day of the week, not only on a Sunday. So, Tainis HaPetusa HaYisa, Moshe Rabbeinu Oyev Yisrael Hayat, Ve'idea Shetzeres Yem Echad, Hu Amad V'tikna Achar Shabbos Kodesh Yisrael Mas Angin Shnei Yamin. So, the Gemara explains, what was the reasoning of the Betusi? So, the Betusi said like this, he says, Moshe Rabbeinu loved the Jewish people, and he knows that Shavuos is just a one-day holiday. So therefore, he got up and he was masaking that Shabbos should be on a Sunday in order that the Jewish people will be able to enjoy themselves for two days. So, Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, sorry, Rabbi Yechon ben Zaka replies to them that it's an 11-day journey from Chayrev until Hartz, uh, through Harseir until Kadosh Barnea. And and he adds that is if Moshe Rabbeinu loved the Jewish people, why did he cause them to p- p- wait in the desert for forty years? Meaning is the Baitusi saying that Moshe Rabbeinu is an Oyev Yisrael, therefore he made it a two-day holiday, Shabbos and then a holiday. So Rabbi Yechonizake answers back, wait a second, if Moshe Rabbeinu was an Oyev Yisrael, why it's only eleven-day journey, so why did he take? 40 years. Alamai, he's not that loving to the Jewish people, and he, you know, made them journey the desert for 40 years. So this is, of course, a very, very, uh, weird, uh, very interesting Gemara, and the Rebbe is going to explain it. He says, first of all, quoting the Taisus, he says, Bir hatam shabach rabbi yichem and zakeh pasig zadaf bekarlov mikrezah, karai al zash yichem b'midbar avayim shana. He says, the reason why rabbi yichem and zakeh chose this pasig as a proof that they were in the desert for 40 years, right? Because we know from many psukim that they were there for 40 years. Why specifically this one, the, the, the Gemara, the Rabbi Yechim Jews? So, Kosva Taisus. He says, it's understood from the Rashi and the Chumash that the Jewish people took three days to do this 11-day journey. Rabbi Yechon Azaki is trying to tell them that if he is an Oyev Yisrael, why did he take, why did he uh, postpone them for 40 years and he wasn't successful in taking them into Eretz Yisrael right away 
just like he was able to make this long 11-day journey within three days. So similarly, he should have been able to take them into Yisrael pretty quickly. Instead, it took 40 years. So, I will end in moving. But, Says it's not understood. Why is it relevant? This that he was not matzliach to take them into Eretz Yisrael right away, like he was able to take them from Chayiv to Kadosh Barnei in those three days. The, the issue over here was that he made them wait in the desert for 40 years. So this issue that they waited in the desert for 40 years and didn't go to Eretz Yisrael is relevant whether it took them three days to get there or it would have taken them 11 days. The main issue over here is not how fast he could have done it or how fast he did previous journeys. The main point over here is that he made them wait in the desert for 40 years. So why bring this Pasuk that stresses he was able to do this other one in three days, isn't, even if it didn't take him three days. The main point is, he's making them stay in the desert for 40 years. How can you say he's an Oyev Yisrael? Now let's move a Adavar move. But according to what we explained earlier, it is understood. Because... There only is two ways, as we explained, for them to go into Eretz Yisrael. There is only either a three-day journey or the 40-year journey. So the reason why Rabbi Yechim and Zakkai has to bring this Pasuk, as Taisif explains, because these are the two options. So Rabbi Yechim and Zakkai saying is, it's an 11-day journey. They did it in three days. So that was an option for them to be able to get into Yisrael very quickly, in a three day, uh, in, in, within three days. But instead, he took the second option, which was 40 years. So if he's an Oyev Yisrael and you have these two options in front of you, why did he pick this worst option? He should have picked a better option of three days. Elamai is not an Oyev Yisrael. Fine. So that's how you explain the Gemara, and, and that's how you'd explain Taisus. Of course, the Gemara needs a lot more explanation as we're going to go weiter over here. He says, it's still, we have a question. True that if Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't have delayed them, he, uh, that they only had two options, that if he didn't delay them, it would have been a very quick, it would have been a three-day journey instead of 40 years. But why is this relevant to stress this as an answer to the Baitusi? That, and because of that, he has to tell him this Pasuk. Meaning is it might be true that they only had two options, but why does, Rabbeinu, why does Rabbi Yechem and Zaka need to stress this particular point uh, t- t- in his answer? He could have just said, brought any Pasuk that shows that they were there for 40 years. And he could have said, look, Moshe Rabbeinu made them stay there for 40 years. Whether there are two options or, 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 or not, from the very, everybody knows it doesn't take 40 years to get into Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbi Yechem and Zaka should have just said a very Pasuk. You think he's an Eretz Yisrael? Look, he made them stay in the desert for 40 years. Why does he have to bring this Pasuk to show that there's only two options? And from those two options, he took the worst one. So, Conclude that the answer to the Baitusi's claim 
that because of Moshe's love for the Jewish people, he made Shavuos on a Sunday, the refutation for this claim is specifically from stressing that there were two options, that there was a three-day journey and the 40-year journey. This, that Moshe Rabbeinu chose the 40-year journey, that was instead of the faster option that they would have had. So let's see why that answers that question. So really what we need to do is we really need to understand better what was the claim of the Baitusim, and by that we'll understand better what the answer of Yechon and Zake was. So Siv Dalet. We already explained many times that regarding the um, debates, the many debates what we find in Shas and Midrashim between the Chachm Yisrael and the uh, non-Jews, or in our situation, the Baitusim who are Jews, but who don't believe in Tarsh itself that the made these debates with them. And more than that, this that these rebates are recorded within Taurus Ames, it's He says it must be that that even with with the, with the Seichel of Taira, there is a place for their claim. Meaning is their tainus do make sense even according to Taira. And of course, the, and even more so, the answers that the Chach Nisrael are true according to Torah's Amas. It's not just a Dichu Bayama, like it's just pushing them away, that they come up with this dumb Taina, and therefore we kind of throw, like, he, like the Baitus is saying, ah, Moshe Rabbeinu was Ayy Yisrael, so he made a two-day Yamtiv. So, so, so Rabbi Yechem and Zaka tells him, ah, he's like, Ayy Yisrael, why did he uh, make them wait in the desert for 40 years? That both, in a sense that it's like a joke. Rather, from this that it's recorded in the Talmud, obviously that these things have true ideas behind it. So this we could explain the precise language of the Baitusi in our situation. The time of the Baitusi was that since Moshe Rabbeinu was an Oiv Yisrael, therefore he made the Yom Tov after Shabbos. He wasn't saying that Hashem made the Yom Tov Acher Shabbos. Rather, he said, Moshe Rabbeinu made the Yom Tov Acher Shabbos. He says, the fundamental idea behind the argument that Baitusim was based on the Pasuk. That since the Pasuk says that you're supposed to count from a Machar to Shabbos, and they learned that Shabbos means the regular weekly Shabbos, that is the reasoning why Shuas is supposed to be on a Sunday, because you begin counting a Mitzvah Shabbos, therefore Shuas will be Chal on a Mitzvah Shabbos. So what is he telling Rabbi Yechman Zakai that has to do with Moshe Rabbeinu making a Takana? It's nothing to do with Moshe Rabbeinu making a Takana and Moshe being an Ayv Yisrael. It has to do with how they explain the Pasuk. So Habir So to explain why the Petusi asks or, or makes his claim in this particular way. bring many, many limudim uh, uh, proofs that the holiday of, of Shavuos is, has to be 50 days after the Yom Tov, the, of the first day of Yom Tov of Pasach. 
Therefore, according to the Pshat, Machas, the Shabbos, meaning Shabbos, Barashas, has no Yisoid according to the Pesukim of the Torah. Meaning is, if you learn the Gemara, it goes through many, many proofs over there in the Gemara, Pashat from the context of the Pesukim, that the only way how to learn what the Pasuk is talking about is talking about Pesach. It's not talking about a Shabbos. Um, so therefore, Rather, the Tatus is trying to say that even if it's, you can't prove anything from the words of the Torah itself, but Meishu Rabbeinu was Masakin that Shavuot should be on a Sunday. How could that be possible that Meishu Rabbeinu would be Masakin that it's going to be specifically on a Sunday? If the Pasuk says Achar Pesach, we know that Pesach could be any day of the week. So, the day after Pesach, could also be any day of the week. He's saying is because we know that we have a rule that Beisdin is the one that decides when Rosh Chodesh is going to be, uh, based on witnesses that come, but they have a certain option based on the way how the question the witnesses, they have a way of making the Chodesh, the month being either 29 days or 30 days. So what he's telling them is that Beisdin should, in a sense, play around with the calendar in a permitted way, according to Halacha, to make sure that the month, the days of the month, will the calendar be arranged in such a way that Pesach will always be on a Sunday. Just to give it like an example that we have nowadays, we know that Rosh Hashanah can never be on a Sunday, a Wednesday, or a Friday. We know that Purim can never be on a Shabbos, based on the way how they made the calendar. So the Beitusi is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin, that they, the calendar had to be made in such a way that Shuas will always be on a Sunday. As we know, a uh, famous expression that you are allowed to make the month, an Eber month, meaning it's a 30-day month, for a need. So, So, therefore, he says, the Vaitusi is saying, by doing my suggestion, or by following Moshe Rabbeinu's Takana, how I'm explaining Moshe Rabbeinu's Takana, you're able to do both things. Sai, it's going to be on a Sunday after Shabbos. And Sai, it's going to be after uh, Pesach, after the Yom Tif. And the reason for this Katkana was for the Jewish people to have pleasure for two days, as we're going to explain in Sivav and Zion. So that was the Petusi's claim. Look at our art 23. He says, even though the Tzvar that Tzadukim is that the Etzeres has to be after Shabbos is not because of this Takana. Even though the Tzadukim's main reasoning why they're saying that Tzeres needs to be on a Sunday is because outside they explain the Pasuk. Nonetheless, the Tzadukim was searching even for a Tzvar that will make... Um, They'll make this idea fit with the Shittas Chachmi Yisrael, meaning it's coming, in a sense, trying to come up, up, up with a compromise. Saying, I, this is, I really learned that it has to be a Sunday. You are learning that it could be any day of the week because of Pesach. So, you know, this, this is a, a possible option. What we're able to do is make sure the calendar, make sure the calendar will always fall, make it that Machras um, HaPesach will always be a Sunday. At R23 star, what's this, uh, where, where's their source for such an idea that Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that was Mitzakin, that Shavuos should be on a Sunday? He says, because we find this idea 
by Matan Taira, by Shavuos itself, we find this idea. That we know that Moshe Rabbeinu added a day to the preparation. It's supposed to be a two-day preparation, and then Matan Taira. Moshe Rabbeinu made it a three-day preparation, then Matan Taira. So we see that Moshe Rabbeinu, in a sense, has this capability of setting the dates. And then just to R24, I'm just going to stay outside, because it's interesting, because there's a famous story that's brought, uh, it's brought in, it's brought, brought in Misachas Rosh Hashanah, in the Babli, but also it's brought in the Yushalmi, that there was a time that the Baitusim tried to, uh, we know that it used to be the Edis, the, the way how the, the new moon was set was based on testimony. That Adam would come in and say they saw the moon on this and this night, and they should explain the shape, etc., etc. And based on that, they would make the new moon. So what happened was the Baitusim hired people, false Adam, to say and testify that they saw um, the moon. And they got caught. But what's relevant for our point is, the Yushalm explains why did they do that. So the reasoning is because they were trying to make Pesach fall out on a Shabbos. So by changing, I guess, the calendar by that one day, that would have made the Pesach was Chal on a Shabbos, and then Shavuos would have been on a Sunday, and that would have fit perfectly with their uh, Tainus. So this is a proof for this idea that the Rebbe is trying to explain, is that the Baitusim were trying to, in a sense, play with the calendar um, to get and to make Yom Tif to be on the day that they wanted. Back in the Pnim. This is the reason Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai, after he refutes the reasoning for the Takana, right? Moshe Rabbeinu is Oyev Yisrael. So Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai replies to them that Moshe Rabbeinu was an Oyev Yisrael. We'll explain what that means in Siftas. But after he replies to them, he brings a Rayim and a Pekasif. He brings a proof from the Chumash. Shekana kazu loyte tachim. Meishu min ha-Kasif. Oyla shetzrich li yashnei afani kviyis. He says, from the Pasuk itself, one Pasuk says you're supposed to count 50 days. Other Pasuk says you're supposed to count Shabbos, Shabbos, seven full weeks, seven full weeks. He says, how are we going to have these two options of a 50-day 50 50 day count? And on the other hand, we're going to have something which is seven complete weeks. Why is there two counts mentioned in the Torah? So Elamai, he says, the reasoning is because when... Pesach is chal on Shabbos, then it's seven complete weeks. But when Pesach is chal during the week, then it's going to be the other type of counting, which is the 50-day counting. So from this, from this way how he's explaining the Pesukim, it's impossible to say what the Tzedukim are implying. Because the Tzedukim are implying that Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin, that Pesach should always be chal on Shabbos, so the count would start Sunday. So... Rabbi Yechon and Zakai says it's clear from the Psukim that there are always two ways of counting. There's the weekly count and the daily count. And the, the reason why there's two ways, if it's always going to be on a Sunday, there's no reason to have two ways of counting. Elamai, when it's a Sunday, then you can count by the weeks. But when it's during the middle of the week, then you can't count it by full weeks. You have to count by the days. So therefore, your option is not attainable. And therefore, um, it's interesting the Rebbe brings in R26 because the Gemara actually brings many different proofs that it means Macharas HaPasach means Macharas HaShabbos means after Pasach after the first day of Yom Tiv. so why does Rabbi Yechon Zakhi specifically mention this particular proof it's because this is the one that answers Rabbi Yechon, uh, the, the time of the Baitusi so there might be many proofs but this is the one that specifically proves that it can't be middle of the week that you can't even play around with the calendar so, sorry that it shouldn't fall out on a Sunday but rather Shuas has to be able to be able to chal during the week because that was the main issue what the Paitusim were arguing about. And therefore, he brings specifically this Pasik and this proof. Sifhe. 
So al pia nal sheish leprati habikuach makim b'seich alatayra. Nisayreres tmi archi gadayla b'nekudus habikuach. Amnum shitas hapetusim yusatas alkach shamayish oiv yisrael haya. V'ilu rabbi yechman zaki over v'mayish rabbeinu oiv yisrael haya b'lashon tmiya. He's according to this, we that the details of the vikuach have a place in Torah. Meaning is, uh, some mafarshim want to say that the whole question and answer between this baytusim and Yechem and Zaka was just a dichobe alma. It was just like a nonsense. But according to how the Rebbe is explaining that it has a makim b'tayra, so what's going on over here? The baytusim is saying that Moshe was oiv Yisrael. I mean, Yechem and Zaka says that Moshe Rabbeinu was oiv Yisrael. If he was oiv Yisrael, like a blushing to me, like how can you say that Moshe Rabbeinu was oiv Yisrael? If Yechem and Zaka is the ones that's arguing that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't oiv Yisrael, that's very strange. How could that have a makim b'tayra? And the kudus of Yerbezeh. What Rabbi Yechonim and Zaka is trying to say is, of course, he's agreeing that Moshe Rabbeinu was Oiv Yisrael. What he's trying to say is that the obvious Yisrael that Moshe had is not according to how you understand what obvious Yisrael is. So he's saying, if Moshe Rabbeinu was an Oiv Yisrael, how you understand him, why did he make them wait in the desert 40 years? Ella my. His Amish Yisrael was expressed in a different way, and that's why, A, he was in the desert for 40 years, and that's also why he would not have made the Yom Tif of Shuas always on a Sunday. He says, Amish Yisrael machayavas es ha-tukanashu Yisrael mas'an-shnei yam. Al-abayifan achalagamr, ba'omakar ba'yoyser, ba'amish Yisrael kazu, eni tamit sibashi b'nei Yisrael mas'an-nigoli. He says, according to Rabbi Yechim Zakin, Moshe Rabbeinu had a much greater and a much deeper um, type of Avi Yisrael, and, and a very different type of Avi Yisrael. And therefore, an Avi Yisrael like this is not always going to be a reason why the Bnei Yisrael will miss Anik for two days. Meaning that sometimes the Taka might call that it'll be two days, but it's not always going to be two days. Therefore, he brings the Pasuk of the 11-day journey. And this is from the rebuke of Moshe Rabbeinu. And Begoli, it's something which is it looks like a punishment, that they got punished and they had to be in the desert for 40 years and they're being rebuked for it. But the truth is, from this rebuke, it comes and expresses the love and the great and very deep love that Moshe Rabbeinu had for the Jewish people. As the Blush and Hamadrash says, Moshe Rabbeinu should be the one that's going to rebuke them because he loves them. The Madrash is a very interesting Madrash. The Madrash explains why was it that Bilam was the one that gives the, uh, gives the brachas, while Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that gives, in a sense, the klalas, and gives the rebuke and gives the klalas uh, in Mishnah Torah. Shouldn't have been the opposite. So, the, so the, the Madrash explains that it couldn't have been the opposite. Because if Bilam would have been giving the rebuke, everyone would say, yeah, Bilam. Of course he's like saying the Jewish people are always doing bad things because he hates them. So every time anything happens, he's saying, oh, they did the wrong thing. But, you, but he's biased. And if Moshe Rabbeinu would give them the brachas, you would say, of course Moshe Rabbeinu says they deserve these blessings. Um, it's because he loves them, so he's completely biased. But when it was switched around and Bilam's the one that's saying that I don't see any sins in the Jewish people, I don't see any of Eidazar and they don't have any of this and therefore they deserve this blessing and that blessing, everyone's like, oh, this must be very serious. And Moshe Rabbeinu, who loves the Jewish people, is giving the rebuke. He says, Moshe Rabbeinu is giving the rebuke, even though he loves them so much, it must be that the rebuke is warranted. Okay. So this, what the point is, he's saying, is that it's a different type of Avis Yisrael. Right? The Betusim is saying that Avis Yisrael is always that there'll be two days of pleasure. 
while we're seeing from this passage that since, and this medrash, that Yechicha Moshe Sha'ivan, that Moshe Rabbeinu loves them, and therefore he's the one that gave him a rebuke. Vav. Atzeres bala achre hasfira, b'nei Yisrael mayna memtas yayim yem hachamishim hu atzeres. Atzeres comes after counting. B'nei Yisrael count 49 days, and then the 50th day is Yom Tif. Yedua. Asher memtas hayamim she b'nei Yisrael mayna mayur maldargis memtas hasha'arim she mesig Yisrael bakoyach it's no one's explained in Chassidus that the 49 days that the Jewish people are counting uh, show on their avoided that they're doing, that the Bnei Yisrael are working to reach with their own kayach, with their own effort, to reach the 49 gates of Kedusha. And therefore they count these days, each day they're perfecting another one of the 49 midas. But the 50th day, the Jewish people do not count. He says the 50th day, they don't count because that expresses the level of Kedusha that they're unable to deserve and earn on their own. It has to be given as a gift from above. Meaning is that after the Jewish people work and do as much as they can on their own, then Hashem gives them the 50th gate. As the Chazal tells us that a person uh, makes himself holy a little bit in this world and Hashem is Mekadosh a lot from above. So we work on these 49 gates, which relative to the 50th gate, which is completely bleakvol, completely unlimitless and uh, infinite, that would be considered the harbe that comes from above. So v'zuhi tainas habetusi. Ma'achar shun teichin hayyamtav yeh mechamishin hu inyan habal mel ma'ila tzricha af hachana la'atzeres liyas inyan hamadish leikal kachas avedas ha'adam ala tzakdush habal mel ma'ila. Shabbos hashem mekach v'kaima v'lchein zehu yeim shal tainin gololoi amal v'yagia. He says, Vatusi's time is like this. He says, since the main idea of, yom, of this yamtav of Shuas is the 50th day, meaning is it's a gift that comes from above. So therefore, the preparation for Shuas should be something that stresses not so much the avayid of the person, but rather about a Kedusha that also comes from, from above on its own, which is the idea of Shabbos, which is Kaddish on its own. The expression of means is that the Kedusha is not based on Beisden, but rather it's always the seventh day of the week. We don't des- Beisden doesn't decide which day is a Sunday, and therefore which day would be Shabbos. That's something which is naturally put into the calendar. Where they are able to decide which day is going to be, if it's going to be a month of 29 days or a month of 30 days, therefore they're able to decide which day will be Yamtif. Mashinkin Shabbos is always going to be Kaddish, it's always going to be the seventh day of the week. So, therefore, also Yam Shabbos, it's a day of pleasure, it expresses a day which doesn't have any labor and without any work. It's a day that uh, physically it's, you're not doing any work, but also spiritually, the Kaddusha that comes from above is not that we deserve it, but it's a gift that Hashem gives us. So, what would be the best? in a sense, preparation for Shavuos, he says is by having Shabbos, because Shabbos expresses what's happening the next day. So you have Shabbos right before, where you're getting this gift from above, and that prepares you for the next day where you're going to get even a, even a greater gift, possibly. A greater gift that would come the next day, that would be the preparation, because that's what it stresses. So he says, He says the previous levels, the, the, the counting, even the Baitusim agree that there was a Svir Sa'imer, that's a achana, that's a preparation in order to be, to be a vessel for this level, for the 50th day, in order to be able to receive this level. 
But the holiday itself is completely above our Aveda. Therefore, on Ereshvuas, which is a day right next to Tzeres, needs to be a time which is similar to the quality of Shvuas, and that would be Yom HaShavas. Meaning, even the Baitusim agree that there needs to be the Sphira. But he says, what's the idea of the Sphira? That's just to make yourself a Kli to receive um, this Kedusha. Maybe to give an example. Right? Someone calls you up and says, I want to give you a hand, like a, two handfuls of diamonds. So you don't deserve that diamonds. But the only way for you to receive it is you need to go to that person and you need to stick out both hands, put them together, and then the person will put the diamonds inside of it. But if you don't go to his house and you don't put out your hands, he's not going to be able to give you the diamonds. But it's not that you ever deserve the diamonds, but you have to make a clea, something that you need to do in order, in a sense, to receive it. If you don't go, you can't get it. So similarly, or another idea, um, in order for a person, Hashem gives us the, the Torah. But in order to be able to read the Torah, you need to be able to know Aleph base. So by learning the Aleph base, that doesn't make you, in a sense, all of a sudden, royal and fitting to be able to receive the Torah. But if you don't even know Aleph base, then you can't even receive the Torah, because Hashem's going to say, I know you Hashem and you have no idea what Hashem's saying, because it's in Lashon HaKadosh, and you don't speak that language. So you need to be able to know the language to be able to hear what Hashem's saying. So, so similar to that idea. So not that it makes you deserving and you worked on it and now you, you're fitting to get it, but you need to have a clea, just something, something basic that when that Kedusha comes, you'll be able to receive it. So if you're a person that's uh, full of sins and you're only uh, you know, thinking about yourself, then when Hashem's Kedusha comes on the 50th day, how are you going to receive this Kedusha? So therefore you have the 49 days which fix up the Midas. Once your Midas are in a sense <clears throat> purified and you have no more evil within you, then when Hashem gives you the 50th gate, you're able to receive it. Not that you deserve it. No, you do not deserve it at that point. But it's just that like at that point that you're able to take it in and you're able to incorporate the Kedusha within you um, as a gift that Hashem gave you and there's nothing, there's no impediments, impediments that are holding you back. So the Rebbe is going to take this idea even further. He says, since Shavuos is the time of Matan Tarasenu, so therefore we need to say that this idea that Baitusim are saying about Shavuos, they're saying the way we receive the Torah is a gift from above, that in a sense is the whole sheet of Baitusim about the idea of Torah, that Torah always needs to be fulfilled in a way that it's, it's a gift. And it's not something that changes us or something that we need to um, perfect ourselves in or perfect ourselves in or be deserving of. We know the Batusim believed only in the written Torah, not in the Tarsh Balpak. The idea of Tarsh Bhaksab is that Hashem said the words and Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it down. It was given completely from above. Therefore, it's not as relevant, not as relevant, the capability of a person to be able to grasp it. The main thing with Tarsh B'chsav is that it's the word of Hashem. Tarsh its idea is, it's how the Torah comes down into our world and how it's drawn into our, our understanding the way how we would grasp it and how it's revealed in every generation through the Chachm Yisrael who explained the Torah. 
and even more than that, not just how it's given to us, but there's even a command that we're supposed to um, work and, and multiply the Torah. Meaning is, it's a, the person who's learning Torah is supposed to work in the Torah, and he's actually even supposed to make chadusha, make up new novel ideas, with, not, novel ideas which are based on the Torah, but it's novel ideas. You learn the Torah and you understand that you come up with things that you didn't think of before, or maybe even other. Nobody thought of those ideas uh, uh, before. But by Torah Shvachsav, it's also to add or take away a letter. So the main difference in Torah Shvachsav and Torah Papeh is that Torah Shvachsav, its main point is it's something that was given from above. And our job is to write it down, in a sense, preserve uh, what's being told. The job is just to receive it. Receive it without trying to understand it or grasp it. Uh, that's not as as important. The only understanding that you should have is, according to the Bait Susim, understand what the word says. It says, Mamachar says Shabbos. We know Shabbos is the seventh day of the week. You know, Yantif is, uh, so you can start counting on a Sunday. Shuas is on a Sunday, 50 days later. Right? Um, while, the, of course, we know what Tarshba Pass says. We have traditions that are passed down from generation to generation. We need to understand and look at all the psukim. If we see contradictions between the different psukim, we need to understand how is there a contradiction. Elamai, there's two types of counting. Therefore, it has to be followed. You, know, you, need, you need to understand more what's going on. And only that way will you truly understand what's going on in the Torah. The Petusim only believe in Tersh meaning they hold that the Torah is only from that which was received from above. He says, but Tusim are trying to say is that because of the obvious soul that Meshur Rabbeinu had, that Shavuos, Matan Torah, which again, the whole concept of Torah, according to the Tusim, is that it's something that comes from above. There is only Torah Shavuos. It's only what Hashem reveals to us. That's what we receive. We cannot use our own mind and logic to try to understand it. It's only what did Hashem tell us and nothing more without trying to receive traditions about what the words are meaning. We, you know, all, the only thing you need to have according to Baytuzim is you need to understand Lashon HaKadosh, read what it says, and whatever is the most simplest interpretation of these words, that is how you are supposed to fulfill the Torah. Um, and therefore they said, Mitzad Avis Yisrael, what would be the best preparation is that the day before Shavuos would also be a day without any work and toil, a day which is completely a day of pleasure because it's everything is given for Milo, therefore it will be specifically after Shabbos. So that's how their, 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 their outlook to the whole entire is about not for you working, but more receiving and enjoying what Hashem is giving you, not so much working to understand the Torah and how it fits according to uh, the human logic. But the truth is, Torah was also given at Sinai. He says, even this that people understand the Torah in their own seichol, that itself is Torah It's just that's how the Torah came down in our world until even a created being is able to understand the Torah. So it's not the pshat that when a human being understands the Torah, that obviously is not the Torah itself, because the Torah is so infinite. It's God's word. How could we possibly understand it? We can't understand it. And if you're trying to understand it, you're really just limiting 
the Torah because we're limited. So how much are we going to get? We're going to get a tiny little percentage. We're not going to see the big picture. So the best way to do it is not try to understand, but just read the words and try to, in a sense, uh, just write it down, you know, memorize the words, uh, that type of learning. But the truth is, Hashem gave us a great gift at Har Sinai. He didn't just give us the Tarsh B'chzav, He gave us the Tarsh B'apat, meaning that Yid is given the capability that his Seichel is able to grasp the Torah as it is. Our limited mind is able to understand the essence of the Torah. As the Mashal is given a Tanya of water, that water that comes from above to below, it's still the same water. So when it's the Maila, it's water. And when it comes all the way down to the deep valley, it's also still water. So similarly, there's the Torah, how it is by Hashem, but how Hashem brings the Torah into our world with our limited seichel, that is the Torah itself. That's the fantastic gift that Hashem gave us. And he, that we will be able to, with our limited minds, understand the Torah correctly and truthfully. Which, which, was, which, which talk is an outstanding gift, if you think about it. The Petusim had a very strong claim. How could a human being understand Hashem's infinite Torah? And the answer is, because God gave it to us. God is infinite. And he gave it to the Jewish people that we can have that capability to be able to also understand it. And this is what affects the, this is the, what the purpose, uh, and this makes the purpose of Matan Torah be fulfilled, which is the combining and the connecting of that which is elegant above to that which is below. When a person uh, comes up with a novel idea with his seichel in, uh, in Torah, he comes up with a logical idea, then the Torah of Hashem is called his Torah. It's called Torah Sai. Very interesting idea. Meaning is it becomes his Torah. It says Torah Sai Yaga Yaman Velayla. That with his Torah, that when a person works hard, the Torah of Hashem actually becomes your Torah. How does it become your Torah? Because your mind is understanding that Torah. There's even uh, halacha, um, at least according to the Chida, that it says, it, there's halacha that a tamachachim, that's machalach kavaydai, his kavod is machal. So he said that only applies to a tamachachim that understands the Torah that he's learning. Because once he understands it, then it comes to Torah, so it's his Torah, and therefore he's able to be machal on the kavod because it's his Torah. But in, he doesn't understand what he's be, what's being said, then it's not his Tairas site. It's not something that he worked and worked on, then it's not Tairas, and there he's not able to be Meichal. But the point is that we, Hashem did give it to us, and He gives us the capability for our minds to understand it. So that's a truly infinite idea that we're the one who's able to figure out. When we pass in Halacha, we're saying that is the Ratzon Hashem. The human being is able to figure out exactly what the Ratzon Hashem. Hashem gave us that capability. He says it's true, the quantity that we have is going to be smaller. Right? If Shem just told us the Torah how it is above, it would be a much infinite and much greater amount of Torah. But the problem is it wouldn't be our Torah because we're not going to understand it. It's not going to be part of something that we worked on and it makes sense to us. And that's why the Gemara says a person prefers not, uh, kav as a measurement. It says a person would prefer one kav of produce that he worked on, that he planted and worked on, than test kavim, nine kavim of his friend. So similarly here, we would prefer this one kav that we're working on to understand the Hashem's Torah than nine kavim of Torah that's given to us, but it's not ours. And through this, specifically, this is a point too, which is very important, his being becomes united with Hashem's Chachma with a wondrous Yichud. If you're just p- 
parroting words of Torah, you don't have this fantastic yichud. The yichud is only happens when a person uses his seichel to understand the seichel of the Torah. Then the seichel of the Torah and his own seichel become one. Since the Kavan of Torah is to make a chibar of the Eli and therefore even the Nyanim, which are hachar, which are higher from the Nivrayim, need to ultimately come down and be grasped by the intellect of the person, the Tachtayim. So it comes out that the uh, purpose of preparing, the purpose of Sphere Sa'imar, which is a preparation for Matan Torah, where a person works on being worthy to receive the Torah, is something which is actually relevant to the giving of the Torah itself. Right? Remember, according to Baitusim, it's not really relevant. It's just that you can't have anything which is stopping the Torah from coming within you. So if you get rid of all the bad and you make yourself... Um, have these 49 midas of Kedusha, then you're able to receive it. But according to what we're learning now is, it's not just that you can't have anything that's blocking you. It's more than that. Through preparing um, yourself for the giving of the Torah, that's actually the purpose of the whole the Torah. The whole purpose of the Torah is that you're going to eventually receive the Torah and work to understand the Torah, and then that Torah will become one with you. So the preparation had to be in that same way that it's not just you're getting rid of the bad, but you're not really changing. You need to change who you are. The person needed to change who he is. That was something which was relevant. So once he's changed who he is through his own avayda, then he could be worthy of Hashem giving him this gift, that he'd be able to receive the Torah and make the Torah one with them. He says, the Chassidus explains that it says you're supposed to count 50 days. So the word Tispu, which means count, could also mean like a shining stone. So he says, the word Tispu, that you shall make the 50th day shine. That we make the 50th day shine. Meaning is that Stavka through our Aveda, we're the ones that's going to cause the Yom HaChamishim to be able to be drawn into this world. Right? So it's our Aveda that actually brings it down. So it's not, as the Baitusim are saying, that it's our Avaida is just to make sure there's nothing blocking that which will come down on its own. He's saying, rather, it's more than that. It's our Avaida that actually brings it down. Because when Hashem sees that we are capable of doing the ultimate purpose of the Torah, which is to be mechaber, the Elyon of Tachin, to make us one with the Torah, to make Hashem a dear B'tachtayim, to take the Kedusha of the Torah and put it and, and change the Gashmis, that the Gashmis and the Ruchnis are able to become one, then we are fitting and we are deserving that Hashem will give us the gift that we could actually fulfill that avodah that He wants. So, That's what Maish Rabbeinu brings the proof that um, He delayed them in the Midbar for 40 years. The purpose of the punishments of the Torah, Torah is Torah's kindness, is to purify and to cleanse the person from the blemish which was caused through the sin. He says, also by the Gzair that B'nai Israel needed to be in the desert for 40 years. The ultimate purpose of that was 
not to punish the Jewish people because of the sin of the Meraglim, rather it was to awaken the Jewish people to make a much stronger and deeper connection with Hashem. This is the idea of tshuva, that with this stronger connection, they will first of all cleanse themselves from that sin, and even more so, they will never, they will never have the capability to do that sin again. So, this capability came through all the different tests that the Bnei Yisrael had afterwards in the desert, that they're able to overpower them and stand up, and the ones that they didn't really pass, they were able to do tshuva for them. That this awakened within Yisrael a very deep connection with godliness that nothing is able to ruin. As the Rambam uh, speaks about length, the quality of someone who is able to buy, st- able to stand up to a trial that he has, and for sure the ma'il of the bali tshuva, meaning is that when you're able to stand up to this nesayin, or when you have to, the purpose of a person has a nesayin, it's very difficult for him to overpower it. Or when a person does an avera, he has a very strong inclination to do that avera again. So the ma'ilah of the Baal Tshuva is that even though his yetzer is pushing him very strongly and is enticing him to do that wrong thing, he's able to stand, stand strong and not uh, do that avera. That's the ma'ilah of the Baal Tshuva, that he has a powerful desire to sin, but because of his love for Hashem, he, uh, is over to, he's able to overcome that uh, desire. Meaning is that was specifically the great love that Moshe Rabbeinu had for the Jewish people, that he wanted to make them capable that they'd be able to go into Eretz Yisrael, a place where Hashem's eyes are constantly by, in a way that you'll be attached to Hashem. And this is done specifically through working hard, through traveling in the desert of the, of the nations, and all this is to purify them from, the set, from, the, from their sin and their blemishes, and, and, and therefore he delayed them in the midbar for 40 years. Meaning it's a much greater type of love for him to have done this. It would have been much easier for him just in a sense, go into Eretz Yisrael right away, and Hashem gives us whatever, you know, gives us the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, even though we're not deserving of it, and we didn't work on it, and it will stay something separate from us. Like, we would be the Jewish people, and then there would be the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, but it never really becomes unified with us. It would have been much easier for him to do that. But he didn't take the easier way. Because of his great love, he realized what's the main, what's the best way. It's not just to give it to them when they're not deserving, because they're not really going to be fulfilling their mission. They're not really going to be attached to Hashem. It's, they need to work hard. And by working hard, being deserving of the Torah, then they're really going to be receiving the Torah. They're really going to be receiving uh, Eretz Yisrael, and uh, it'll become one with them, and not just something extra. Um, you know, I guess the difference would be, you know, a, a parent that just gives his child whatever he wants, he gives them money, ne- never makes the child actually be deserving of it, and then Later on in life, when it actually comes that this child has to make his own parnasa, has his own family, he has no skills, he has no tools, because everything was always given by his parent. So it's much easier just to give it to the child. But the true parent who loves his child works harder, and he has to say no to his kid, and needs to push his kid to work harder, and needs to do homework with him, and talk to him, and uh, you know, make those tense 
and uncomfortable situations, but their ultimate purpose is for the child to grow. So therefore, I need to bring this Pasuk specifically about the 11 days. Because his kavana was that if he was an Oiv Yisrael, according to the way how you think by Tusim, then why did he take them in three days? So what's that? And we ask, what's the, why is he stressing that it was either three days or 40 years. Why is that relevant to, to what the Baitusi is saying? The Baitusi is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu loved the Jewish people, he gave them two day holiday. So Rabbi just answered, if he loves them, why is he keeping them in the desert for 40 years? But he doesn't do that. What does he say? He says that there's really two options. It was there could have been a three day option, or there could have been the 40 year option. And he picked the 40 year option. So obviously he's not an Oyb Yisrael. What is he answering over here? So now we can finally understand it. He says, says, this that the Bnei Yisrael needed to travel the desert uh, 40 years and only after that would they be able to go in Eretz Yisrael. It's because through their travels, they were uplifted. And, and that was the preparation for them to be fitting and right to go into Eretz Yisrael. But this could be in one of two ways. One way could have been from the Shechina. It all came from above. And this way there wouldn't have been any limitations, even from, from below. Therefore the purification and the elevation could have been done very quickly without anything blocking it. Meaning within three days, the Jewish people could have gotten rid of all the bad things which were in them, and they could have gone to Eretz Yisrael, and they could have re- received that divine uh, Kedusha, which is in Eretz Yisrael. But it would have been in a way of a, a embarrassing bread. This is an expression when someone just gives you, gives you bread, like a, like a poor man has to ask and beg for bread, and someone just gives it to him even though he doesn't work. When a person works for his bread, then he's proud of what he receives. So if we wouldn't have been able to work it, and Dorber actually mentions two points, without the pu'ula v'achidosh. The pu'ula means without us actually working. And a second point, without our giving our novel ideas into it. So A, not working, and B, not even having, or even more than not, uh, one point is the working, then at least you feel to deserve it. But there's even a greater mile when you're able to mechadish and come up with the new ideas, and it's mamish like your idea. You're not just following rules, you're also coming up with your own ideas. If you don't have it, then it's, then it's without any chiddush. It's, it's not that same quality. It's only coming mitzad the shechina. So yes, you could have gotten it, but it wouldn't have really been yours. Or beis mitzad b'nei Yisrael mamata. Vazayk deisha alicho midar tifal el b'nei Yisrael kedibah. Yehadavar muchach liyiz ba'ifin shalichon b'midbar b'ayim shana. It would have been that the b'nei Yisrael deserved this. And in order for that to happen, then the b'nei Yisrael needed to be delayed in the midbar for 40 years. Dafga yidei kol hanesiyas v'yachidim z'avaydus hanesiyonis v'chulu. And specifically through all the different journeys and all the trials and tribulations that they had, then they were elevated and the elevation happened within all of their details and all, all the different aspects of their personality. Look at R58. He says, the truth is, even when the beer comes from above, it also comes into the pratim. He says, the Nesiyah even came from Hashem was three days. Why was it three days? Make it one day. 
Elamai, because each journey was a different Avaida. So even though that this, or, or at least a different purification that came from above, wasn't a void, that's the wrong word. The whole point is it wasn't a void. It was a purification that came to the B'nai Yisrael through each one of these journeys. But it needed to come into the details. So there are three different details, and that had to be each one a different day. Uh, that the three days are connected to the three worlds of Bria Yitzhia and within the person that would be his intellect, his emotion, and then his thought, speech, and action. Nonetheless, when the beer comes from above, so first of all, it's not Matzada Avaida of the Adam. So, already said, if it's outside your own Avaida, then it's like poor man's bread. You don't feel good about it. You're just, you just got it for free. It doesn't feel good. You're not really getting it. But he says, and in addition, there's another problem. The actual purification is not really Bishlamis. It's not a complete purification. Complete purification is when you how you are on your own are able to become deserving of the Torah. When a great inspiration happens and all of a sudden you don't care about A, you don't care about B, you don't care about cars, you don't care about uh, you know, uh, golf courses because of these great revelations that are happening, yes, you might not care about those things, but it's not because you don't care. It's just that you see all these other things that are so much better and so much greater, therefore you're drawn to it. But it's not, it's not a real beer. The greatest beer is that you as you are with an individual that has all these physical desires realize that there's something much greater uh, than, than, than this world, that there's our ability to connect to Hashem. That's when the beer happens, bishlemos. And then everything that we do in this world, you know, when you're, when you're going to play golf, all of a sudden it's not just to play golf, to have fun. It's an opportunity to meet other uh, to. to, to to meet other Yidin, to have opportunities for obvious Yisrael, opportunities for fresh air, it's opportunities to be Basimcha, all the good things that can happen with these types of Avaidas. But all of a sudden, it's not, it's a beer that happens because of the Torah. The gulf now becomes a Torah idea that it's elevating you and making you a better uh, Jew. <laughs> This was the answer of Rabbi Yechim and Zaki. He says, according to your opinion, Baitusi, it would have been better for Moshe to choose uh, the faster way. Meaning, it's just like he was matzliach and going the 11-day journey and 3-day journey, he should have continued and to make quick and go quickly go into Eretz Yisrael. And this would have been a gift that came from above. Just like you say that, the Jew, that, that he made a takana, that the Jewish people shall have pleasure of Yamta for two days. But Mazesh, Yechim, Bimid, Bar, Men, Shana, Muchach, Sha'avis, Yisrael. But this that he delayed them 40 years in the desert proves that true Avis Yisrael was expressed that he made the B'nai Yisrael be deserving and to work on the Savaida with their own capabilities, with their own effort. He says, according to this, this Pasuk of the 11 days of Chayrev is actually a, a sum total of the previous Pasuk. The previous Pasuk, as mentioned, is a Pasuk that tells all the different places where the Jewish people sinned. And it was told by them, Beremes, uh, it just mentioned the place they sinned, and the B'nai Yisrael understood what was going on. So this Pasuk, in a sense, is just a Sachakal. What does that mean? He says, because the purpose of Pasuk Alf, which was giving them rebuke, wasn't just to make them feel bad. The purpose was, was to get them to do tshuva on their own. 
He's trying to get them with their own kayak. He's reminding them, this is what you did wrong. Do tshuva. And similarly, he's saying, this is the reason why we were in the desert for 40 years. The reason why we were in the desert for 40 years and we didn't go right away within three days is because you need to work and you need to have effort. It needs to be an effort, something, and you need to be deserving of going into Eretz So that's why it's the sum of the previous passage, because it, it, it encapsulates the whole idea. And similarly, with regarding our very long Golas that we're in now, our last Golas, the purpose is to purify the Bnei Yisrael and make them worthy, that even inside their own identity, they will be ready for the Gula. He says, and through this, that the Bnei Yisrael work with a lot of alacrity and quickness with the Savaida, with a, in a way that they'll be Zaycha, they'll be worthy of the Gula, then the purification will happen in a way which was quick. The Rebbe is trying to say is we'll have both milas. We'll have both milas. We work quickly to finish our job, then we'll have the gula come right away. He says the quality, there's two types of way the Mashiach can come. It can come be ita in its proper time, meaning is afterward deserving, or it could come Achishana right away, even though it's just the gift from above. He says, but if we do our Veda completely, but in a quick way, then we can be Zaycha for both ways. That it can be Ita in its proper time, meaning as we're deserving. At the same time, it will come quickly and right away as it comes from above, because we're deserving of it right away. Especially now that we've already completed all the different Kitsim. Um, Kitsim is the different types of uh, the Chachachmi Yisrael over the generations made different calculations of when Mashiach is supposed to come and different signs when Mashiach is supposed to come. So now that the, all of these signs and all of these endings have already been completed, and this is from a Gemara in Sanhedrin, tells us that all of these kitzim have already been completed, and for sure we're, we're ready. If we get Mashiach now, it's not going to be early and not deserving, the Rebbe's trying to point to. It's ready. Kolu kolatzim. So after all of this, we're ready. The Rebbe stresses the word Shlema, and he also stresses the word Bemehera, and should be very, very speedily in our day, literally.